This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Kia ora and welcome to Health in the Bay. Hawke's Bay is really feeling the impact of COVID as many become infected and the help offered by our community organisations is now more needed than ever. One such organisation is the celebrated Haratanga Women's Centre and today my guest is Amanda Manel. Amanda, welcome. Thank you for having me, Sandra. Okay, so when did the um, Haratanga Women's Centre commence? When did it start? Well, it's been operating for quite some time now. Um, It first started in the early 1990s. There were um, a number of quite feminist women in our community who wanted to have a place specifically for women. Um, And the Women's Rest Building, which we're located in, uh, has been operating for 100 years. Well, has been around for a hundred years, so the centre naturally fit into that space. Um, yeah, so it's been going since the nineteen nineties. And how's it grown over that time? I think it's grown quite significantly. I mean, it started from an initiative and some thinking of some wise women in the community, yes. um, and had um, initially a staff member, um, which grew to a few with some volunteers, and now today we have seven staff working there and about mm-hmm. 50 volunteers supporting the work we do in the community. Yeah. And you offer, you offer um, courses and and, um, and supports, what are they? Yeah, well we've got a load of um, courses and supports and programs on offer. Um, so the purpose of the Women's Centre is to enhance and advocate for the well-being and empowerment of women. So all our activities have that um, vision in mind um, and so we have uh, counselling service, which yeah. um, is low cost or no cost, depending on women's financial means, um, which we provide um, on a daily basis. And we also run a programme based on the school terms of a whole range of activities. And they're focused around promoting health and wellbeing and also opportunities for social connection and engagement. And so um, we do that through a whole range of ways. So we have uh, self-development workshops and some skills development workshops um, and then a number of support groups which focus on a whole range of areas and really topical depending on what's happening for women at that particular Mm. time Um, but they include things like grief and loss therapeutic parenting Um, we um, often run uh, groups for women around um, their own experiences of sexual violence and have also run groups for women whose children have experienced sexual violence. Then we have health and wellbeing based sessions. So we have currently we have a um, women's health series um, run by Dr. Samantha Newman, which we're providing um, to around a whole range of topics, but really with hormones as the base. Uh, understanding and managing anxiety workshops. Um, and then we have a range of interest-based activities that engage women uh, generally in a sort of a fun type of activity um, but give the opportunity to connect and for women to feel involved in their community. So things like craft groups, knitting classes, we have an Indian mums group that runs. Great. Yeah, so everything we do is really focused around health and wellbeing and we're really fortunate to have all of those activities provided by volunteers who are experts and passionate about the, the um, activity that they are providing. 
That's great. And uh, and how many women actually go through your centre each year? How oh. many people attend those courses? It must be quite um, a few. Yeah, we have loads of women attend mm. our, attend our courses um, in the hundreds each year. It's a little bit different depending on what's happening in the wider community with things like COVID. Yes. Um, but we yeah we do have lots of women attend mm. those courses, and we are able to provide the, some of them online if we need to. We think we probably have. Uh, around 10,000 women come through the centre on a year a yearly basis but wow. that's largely also because we have public toilet facilities yes so um, for some of our women they might just come in to use the loo um, for others they come for an activity a yoga class a cooking class a car maintenance workshop a harakeke weaving class um, for others it's counselling and we also provide quite a large component of what we do is around providing advice information and support so last year we um, engaged with 588 women specifically who walked in needing or rung up needing some help and so those women come to us with a a range of different needs around family violence mental ill health uh, issues with homelessness um, not having food needing some legal support needing some help around parenting and our um, staff engage with them some of the time we're able to support them within the center um, with the services that we provide and at other times we are really advocating for them and supporting them to access services in the community Mm. yeah and then we do have another um, a program that's been in operation now for a year, which I'm really passionate about, um, and that's our Super Grands Heritonga program. I saw you've got Super Grands. That's an amazing, amazing, yeah, amazing organisation. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. We're affiliated with Super Grands Aotearoa, which is mm. a national body, yes. um, and there are about eleven Super Grands branches around the country. Um, ours is slightly different in that we support women, those who identify as or present as women, um, and and we're working with women, any woman who's over 18 and would like some support in developing life skills so we have uh, a whole lot of super grants mentors who are volunteers who've been trained to support women to develop life skills Um, and those skills include things like cooking healthy meals on a budget being able to garden and grow your own food cv writing budgeting sewing applying for jobs those sorts of things and um, our mentors walk alongside them for as long as it takes um, to help them develop skills and um, meet the goals that they've identified for themselves those are all superb life skills and some of those you're not taught at home or some people are not taught those at home? No, and lo- I mean, lots of people um, don't learn those life skills for a variety of reasons, and mm. for a number of women, their um, own childhood experiences haven't been positive, exactly. and they haven't had life skills and behaviours role model to them. So being able to walk alongside somebody who is there just to support, encourage, and assist them mm. to develop some of those skills that they can then apply at home in their lives, but also within their wider is really important yeah and spread that message and spread that knowledge yeah thinking about the cooking and the sewing and and all of those things and the budgeting yeah it's really profound yeah yeah it is it's really it's really meaningful and often women will come with a particular skill that they're thinking that they'd like to develop and as we 
um, meet with them and get to know them a little bit more, we find out there's some more skills. So currently we have a woman who um, has come to us specifically uh, to learn how to sew mm. and during that she's decided she'd like to become self-employed um, and run a sewing um, business wow. and so we're supporting her to develop the business uh, I guess the business admin side of things as well mm. and some confidence around yes. working and and running a business so yeah it, it can be broad reaching and that's really huge because you're, con- you're connecting women to their natural power source yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they go off and expand Absolutely. and share that. That's really powerful. And yeah. and modelling to their children for some of these women. Yes, these absolutely. Are, yeah, these are new um, experiences and being able to show their children that you can learn things later on mm. in life and apply those and then really develop yourself. It's, it's yeah, it's really important stuff. That's I um, all the all the services and all the support networks that you, that you offer there are really amazing and they and they're very powerful in their in themselves, but. Um, how how many women actually start off as say like a client who walk in the door and say I need help with or I'd like to access this and then come back and become a volunteer? Oh well, that happens more than you would think. Yes, um, and our strategic uh, plan, I guess, is circular. So we mm. want to be able to support women so that and connect women and then for them to grow together and to give back. So those Absolutely. three elements are. Um, what make up the basis of what we do and mm. so for lots of women they come in they receive a service they might do some counseling um, they may attend an activity they may come to a yoga class and then decide actually I want to be part of this community mm. um, and so then they start to deliver something themselves and um, we always say that once you walk in the door you can't escape you're part no, you of us forever walk, really. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I was involved with the Kapiti Women Centre that was like that. You walked in, and next minute, you know, you were doing this X, Y, Z, and helping and filling in. Yeah, and yeah. there are there are many women's centres around the country, and we all operate very independently, mm. but we're also quite connected. We catch up um, online every two months and just learn about what each what each other are doing, and it gives us an opportunity to have kind of a shared voice at a national yes, level for yes. any um, issues facing women that we feel strongly mm. need to be advocated for. So you do lobbying as well as an, as part of the national organisation? Yeah, um, we, we are, I mean, each women's centre is independent, and yes. so we all operate quite differently, but there are some issues and some things that face women in our, in our communities Absolutely. that... Um, uh, across the country and important yes. to speak on behalf of women about. Mm. Um, we also here in the Heritonga Women's Centre we're um, affiliated with the National Council of Women so we're a member yes. of um, National Council of Women Hawke's Bay and through that process we're able to um, have a voice into submissions that go to Parliament around issues that women are experiencing or legislation that will impact on women. Yes, and give real life, real life advantages, uh, not advantages, uh, real life examples. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And provide a snapshot of um, uh, case studies of what what has happened and why and how. Yeah, yeah. and really important, I think, for um, those who are making decisions in the lives of um, women in our community to have a connection to what actually happens for women. Yes. So when you understand the impact of the family court system or the justice system 
or um, housing or the benefit system, how that actually directly impacts on women and those women have a voice, then you're able to make more effective decisions. Because there's a lot of inequity. It's not a level playing field, is it? Oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah, so that's a very powerful thing. Yeah. So um, how do you you fund yourself? There's a lot of... There's a lot of activity going on at the Women's Centre. Yes. So, <laughs> well, we run on the smell of an oily rag. Of course. I'll be very honest, but yes. I'm sure that every charitable trust yes. says the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we um, we make the most we do of the limited funding that we have. We ha- Our predominant funding source is from philanthropic trusts, yes. um, local philanthropic trusts, and we have some amazing support from a number of um, right. trusts and um, organisations and foundations, which is amazing. Mm. Um, we also have support from the Hastings District Council. We yeah. operate out of the Women's Rest Building, which is their building, so we pay an extremely nominal amount of rent, which I'm very, very grateful for. Because you're for. in prime real estate. Yeah, yeah, we are in the nice real estate. I know. Got gardeners. Yes, I know. We have gardeners and maintenance. It's amazing. Yes. Um, so we're very, very fortunate for that. It means that we can focus our time and attention and resources on doing the work rather than yes. um, maintaining our building. And and we also um, receive a little bit of funding for making sure that we have um, clean and beautiful public toilet facilities available for yes, women. Yes. Um, and then we more recently, as we've launched Super Grand's Tonga, we've been able to have support from MSD who um, have given us a contract for delivery of that service so that really has made a big difference in our help Um, it just covers completely covers the costs of what we need to do to run that super grants program because the operational costs must be huge yeah, well, they yeah they are, and mm. we are very conscious of making sure that every um, amount of money we get, we can spend it as wisely as possible. Mm. And everything we deliver at the Women's Centre is um, koha based, so yes. we don't have costs associated with activities. No, um, and we do ask for people to be able to give us a donation where they can, mm. um, but we also don't want finances to be a reason that women don't. Um, reach out for help absolutely yeah so it must be a struggle at times well we have uh, a so you're good at budgeting <laughs> yeah we're good at budgeting and we and we have a marketing and um, fundraising officer whose role is specifically to make sure that we're applying for all sorts of funding that we can um, and we also run fundraising activities so um, recently you've got one at the minute we've had one recently yeah well recently we um, were part of the art deco festival for the very yes. first time we had a high tea that was a fundraising event for us and supported by the council so we our expenses were covered um, that was able to raise us a little bit of funding it looked fabulous yeah and it was it was a very different um, occasion for the Women's Centre and we were all dressed up. You were very glammed up. (laughs) Club sandwiches and scones and tea. Um, But yeah, it also, I think each time we have a fundraising activity, uh, we're able to try and reach um, a different group of women in our community or or wider than women, people in our community who might not yet know about the Women's Centre. Yeah, absolutely, highlight your service. Yeah, learn a little bit more. Mm. Um, We're definitely a centre that's there for all women, so we want to make sure that all women know about Mm. us and those events give the opportunity to really promote what we do. Right. And what age group do you, what age um, expansion do you have? Uh, well, we, we really have no limits mm. um, other than we are, we're not um, providing services to children. Mm. So really sort of 16 to 18 up 
yeah. yeah, and we have women who we we do we provide counselling support to some sixteen year old young wahine, and mm. then we're also um, offering services to women in mm. their far more later years. Great, yeah, that sounds really fabulous. And so, what's your vision for the future? Uh, well, the future is exciting. Um, I have been in my role at the Women's Centre as the manager there for just over two years. And so I have not really known um, working at the Women's Centre without COVID as part of the equation. Wow. So I'm looking forward to that perhaps not being quite so prominent. Because um, that must have had a huge impact. Yes, it has had a huge mm. impact. It's um, really impacted on the way we've been able to deliver services. Mm-hmm. So we've really, um, I've been very impressed and proud of our staff for being able to quickly mobilise into delivering services remotely. Mm. We've had um, all sorts of courses and activities delivered online via Zoom and we've provided counselling and Supergrants mentoring support by phone. Um, right now while we're in red, we have some really limited activities happening at the centre and they tend to be more one-on-one appointments Um, but I am really looking forward to the future when perhaps women will feel more comfortable coming out I mean there are a lot of people at the moment that are isolating at home whether that's because they need to or because they want to keep themselves safe Mm. Um, and we're connecting with them by phone checking in making sure they're right got the supports they need Um, but it's not quite the same as popping in having a cup of tea catching up with some other people and really connecting. Yes, so, because it's very social isolating for most people, I think. Absolutely, and we certainly know that this period of time with COVID, there's been, uh, there are increases in family violence and the experiences that women are having um, yes, in their absolutely. homes. Certainly lockdowns and COVID don't cause violence, but they exacerbate the circumstances and, and the conditions in which it's occurring. And so lots of our women are experiencing a real level of generalised anxiety, just the uncertainty and unpredictability um, of what's happening. So I'm hoping for a time when we can provide more support to women in person. Um, And we're also really looking to expand and grow our super grand service we've been in operation with it for a year now so we've learnt the things that work and the things that we might do differently and so we're really looking to um, create more opportunities for life skill mentoring Um, looking at doing some workshops that are more trades based we've trialled this year that's just been um, delivering car maintenance workshops and that That was really fantastic yeah it was really good and you don't know people don't um, they've not taught that. No, no, often we're not as women. It's not seen as something that we learn. And we've had one of the women who um, attended our car maintenance workshops now gone on to do work experience at the garage. So right. those sorts of things are really um, empowering. Yes, and, they're very empowering. Yeah, we'd like to do more of that. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about for this year is that we are looking to offer support for women women in business and women in leadership and women in employment. Fantastic. So lots of what we deliver is for women who are available to come and see us during the daytime, and mm. that doesn't suit working women necessarily. No, it does not. So we're um, about to embark on a series of focus groups, think tanks with women in our community to get a real sense of how we could support um, more for those women and what are the particular issues that they are experiencing because despite working women still experience family violence those issues are still yeah. the same. <laughs> there's still mental ill health yes. there's still issues around parenting um, and relationships 
and uh, even budgeting. Yeah, absolutely. Despite the fact that they've got, you know, they've got a wage, you don't know where that wage goes or how that's spent or what it is. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. for lots of women who are working there um, in low-income jobs, absolutely. where they're really having to juggle and make ends meet, mm. and for some women that means having two or three jobs and juggling childcare as well. So we want to make sure that we're providing as much support as we can. That would be a very powerful thing to do. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Mm. So you've got a busy year ahead as yes. soon as, and um, hopefully COVID will roll on through and um, we can get back to whatever our new normal might be. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm hoping that um, come term two of this year, the school term, which starts in May, that we'll be back to operating all our services in the centre. Let's, let's end with fingers that. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed, <laughs> and all our toes too. Well, Amanda, it's been fabulous talking to you. Thank you so much. And if people would like to contact you about your services um, at the centre or whether whether they'd like to volunteer or, please God, to to donate some money. (laughs) wonderful. Yeah, how's the best way to contact you? Uh, You can um, just pop in. We're open 9 to 4 Monday to Friday or ring on 878-5401 or um, go onto our website, which is hiratongawomencentre.org.nz and yeah we'd love to hear from you fabulous thank you so much lovely talking to you lovely talking to you Sandra and until next time aroha nui go gently and keep well Sandra Forsyth this show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kanapas Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.